Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How you doing? <laughs> you have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what, what, what seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the, in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. So listen, Laverne, you shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. And just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome aboard. You've found the Barbecue Central Show. It's this show that talks about live fire stuff. And we do it every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a variety of different channels like Facebook Live and YouTube Live and TuneIn.com or whatever the hell it is. If you go to the website, the BBQCentralShow.com, right at the top, there's three blocks. The audio stream, the Facebook Live, the YouTube Live. You pick which one you want. Also, at the very top, subscribe. So if you miss a live show, which most of you miss the live show on purpose because you have better things to do in your life, you can subscribe to the show's podcast, and then you never miss it. Now, it's not as fun as listening live, but you never miss anything, which is good. Plus, if you are a live listener and there's items that you have checked off as being the funniest ever, you can always go back through the archives and listen to stuff that uh, you might have found funny or interesting, or maybe there was a nugget of info that you meant to write down, but you've forgotten it, so you can go back and check it out there. Just subscribe on any of the podcast platforms. It is there. It is available for you to consume at your leisure. If you are not familiar with the new top 25 barbecue joints, and again, they were in no particular order listed by City alphabetically, Leroy and Lewis Barbecue, Loro, Charlie's Barbecue, Blood Brothers, LJ's Barbecue, 1775 Texas Pit Barbecue, The Switch, Panther City Barbecue, John Miller Black Box Barbecue, Pustka Family Barbecue, Fiji's Barbecue, Revel Barbecue Company, Brick Vault Brewery and Barbecue, Convenience West, Butters Barbecue, Rihino Barbecue, or uh, I'll just stick with that, uh, Brotherton's Black Iron Barbecue, Smokin' Moon Barbecue and Beer Garden, Harlem Road, Texas Barbecue, Brett's Backyard Barbecue, Smoke Sessions Barbecue, Black Board Barbecue, Pit Forks and Smoke Rings Barbecue, Guest Family Barbecue, and Hellberg Barbecue. Thank you. That list can be found at texasmonthly.com slash barbecue slash top 25 new barbecue joints, Texas. If you want to make a list, maybe you're heading down and you want to try out the new and the latest and the greatest top 25. That's how you want to do it. Still to come on the show tonight, Ted Conrad of Fireboard and Joe Phillips do a mashup. Joe's from Yoder Smokers. They're going to be joining me in the next segment. And then closing the show tonight, Chef Jason Morse from Ace Hardware. He is their, uh, well, let me rephrase that. He is uh, Ace's barbecue and grilling expert. We're going to be talking about a couple items there. Don't forget, follow me socially at BBQ Central Show on Instagram and Twitter slash BBQ Central Show on Facebook. Friend me, follow me, like me, text me. Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday via John Solberg. 
a doubleheader back from 2013 with former stake champion Monty Brown of Trash Can Cookers. Remember that one? I do. Very cool segments. Also, that just goes to show you how long competitive steak has actually been around in some form or fashion. Again, that was a 2013 pull. So six full years. Email from Mark Schumacher. Hello, Greg. I hope you're doing well. Today, I have sent an email to grill support of Green Mountain Grill, but maybe this is a question that you might also be interested in trying to give me some advice on. It is about reducing smoke while firing up my Daniel Boone. The grill creates a lot of white smoke until it reaches the temperature of 90 degrees Celsius. What the hell is that? 90 degrees Celsius? Is Kinger still in the chat? He lives in Canada. That's a different country. What's 90 degrees Celsius in human temperature? Somebody tell me that. Every time the gardens of my neighbors are filled with smoke, which I would like to reduce. Don't misunderstand. Everything is okay once the grill has reached temp, but at the beginning, it's a bit too much. A friend of mine doesn't seem to have such issues with his Traeger, for example. If I could fix this somehow, I would use my Green Mountain Grill a lot more often. Should I set the initial temp slightly higher or ignite the pellets with an external flame? Thanks for your help again. Your show is outstanding. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, Mark, thank you for writing in. I have no idea what 90 degrees Celsius is. I don't have my phone with me, so hold on. Oh, I got it. Go to Google. 90 degrees Celsius to Fahrenheit. Oh, no, 90. 90 degrees. So that's 194 degrees Fahrenheit. Well, here's what I am going to tell you, Mark. As a proud owner of a Daniel Boone and a Jim Bowie, by the way, uh, I, too, have noticed that uh, when you start it, there is a part in the firing up cycle where there is a large amount of smoke that is coming out, and that's because you have the uh, starter that gets really red hot that's starting to smoke the wood pellets that are in the burn pot. And at some point, there's a magic thing that happens And the fan swirls around, the flame is born, and that's probably where the smoke clears out. That has to happen way before 194 degrees Fahrenheit or or 98 or 90 degrees Celsius or whatever you said. That, That has to be way, that has to happen way before that. If it's not happening before that, then I would say that something is probably wrong. And I don't have any other option at setting my temperature. There's a startup cycle mark. So whether you set it at 200 degrees, I'm going to use Fahrenheit because I'm American. Whether you set it at 250 degrees or 275 degrees or 500 degrees, that's separate from the starting cycle of the or the lighting cycle of the grill. And that's the same for any. I have a Traeger Timberline 850. When that goes through the startup cycle, if you with you know with the lid open whatever there is a good amount of smoke at startup because the wood is smoldering getting ready to catch fire then the fan kicks on then the 
flame is born. And then as soon as that flame comes on, same thing with the old uh, OG Gorilla Grill that I had, uh, or that I have. There's a point at warm-up where it is billowing smoke. They all do it. Does the, uh, as a matter of fact, I'll ask Joe Phillips next segment when you fire up. But I, there has to be some type of smoke combustion uh, that, uh, that is happening as that thing gets ready to take on flame. It's just simple thermodynamics, I believe. So I don't think there's going to be anything that you can do, Mark, to lessen the amount of smoke that is being generated at startup. And again, setting a higher temperature that you're going to be cooking at isn't going to eliminate what's happening at startup. It's just something you're going to have. The bigger question to ask here, Mark, is are your neighbors giving you crap? Uh Are you like, oh, Mark, don't turn on that Green Mountain Grill over there because we're going to have six seconds of white smoke. Shut up, neighbor. Get that big stuff out of here. Mark, march this audio file right over to your neighbor or neighbors right now. And let me address them. Mark's neighbors. My name is Greg Rempe from America. And I, I say this with peace and love. Peace and love. Starting on this date and going forward. From now on, if Mark is starting his Green Mountain Grill, there is going to be smoke. But the smoke is always going to be about 15 to 20 seconds. There is not going to be any more smoke after the flame is in the burn pot. Unless he has done something tragically wrong during the cooking process and the thing is on fire. But neighbors, again, please do not give Mark any trouble over some white smoke for about 15 seconds. Because if you do, I'm going to tell him he needs to move. And you don't want Mark to move because I bet he makes some really great food. So again, I'm saying this with peace and love. Leave Mark alone. Anyway, peace and love, peace and love. Mark, I hope that helps. And by the way, I hope Green Mountain Grill, which they're always great with customer service, gets back to you. Maybe there is a like a tech issue. I don't know. I know on Startup for Me... There is white smoke, the same thing like you're talking. I mean, everybody else that's got a pellet cooker in instant chat, I mean, don't you have some smoke at startup? Everybody's got it, right? Everybody has to. All right, we have Joe Phillips and Ted Conrad coming up out of the break. I'm going to talk to you quickly about the barbecue guru. They have always, always believed that outdoor cooking should be easy because it can be, especially with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. Monolith is the world's first temperature-controlled smoker with a built-in power draft fan. This means smarter control, greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or a barbecue pitmaster. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill. You can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. And again, since this cooker has a built-in power draft fan, if you already own a Barbecue Guru controller, you don't have to buy anything else. Wire that controller right to the fan. Away you go. Now, if you want to upgrade the tech, go to the website, bbqguru.com, or call them, 800-288-GURU. Say, hey, I'm so-and-so. I was listening to the Barbecue Central show. I'm really interested in this monolith. 
I have a XYZ old barbecue guru controller. I'm looking to upgrade the tech. What should I get? I like to do this, this, and that. And I'll tell you exactly what you need to know. They might offer you a couple extra accessories that they think might help enhance or make you a little bit more efficient to the live fire. Whatever it takes, they're here to help. 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Or visit the website, bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com. And don't forget to ask for help if you have any questions. We are back with more Barbecue Central show right after this. Stick around. Be right back. Show giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. And this portion of the show being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring or connect via Bluetooth. If you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home, you're in luck because Fireboard is fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting Fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. That's 816-945-2232 or visit Fireboard.com. All right, joining me now... Uh, let's call it a mashup interview of sorts. A longtime show sponsor, Ted Conrad of Fireboard, aptly enough, for the read that brought us in from the break. And a first-time guest to the show, a co-owner, founder of uh, Yoder Pitts. It's uh, Joe Phillips and Ted Conrad. Gentlemen, appreciate you making time here for the show and uh, doing this uh, mix-up or mashup uh, interview here. I see Joe there to the left and Ted to the right. Uh, Joe, this is your first time in the show, so uh, let's start with you first. Get a quick little background about you and your live fire stuff and uh, when when Yoder became a thing for you. Sure. So uh, I'm Joe Phillips, vice president of Yoder Smokers. Uh, Yoder Smokers was founded in 2007. Um, we started building a line offset wood pits. Uh, introduced the, the pellet grill in 2010, um, you know, designed a control system, uh, built several models and, you know, worked on it through the years up until, uh, 2016 that we got to a pretty happy spot with the product. Uh, product was doing a real good job. You know, marketplace was accepting it well. Uh, competition cooks were winning on it, you know, chefs wanted to cook on it. Uh, so we really focused on the flavor side of things and brought something a little different to the market in terms of construction and how it worked. Uh, and that's kind of who we are. Uh, were you somebody that had always grown up around live fire? Like was barbecue a part of your uh, upbringing and so forth? Yeah, it was. I mean, we cooked a lot uh, in my past life. You know, I, I built some other cookers. You know, we, we started Yoder is, is, is kind of a fun thing, building um, 
some pits for family and friends. Uh, you know, and one thing led to another, led to another kind of thing. Uh, Don Curry, our, our founder, opened All Things Barbecue in 2009 um, to sell him and a couple of family members to, to sell off some Yoder products and, you know, some other barbecue products. And um, he got searching for a pellet grill in the marketplace. And, you know, we, we become of a, a dealer of, of a manufacturer and just weren't happy with the results. Mm. Um, and we got talking about building a pellet grill and, you know, a, a few months worth of conversation resulted in a pellet grill being built on our floor and, uh, couldn't find a control system in the industry we were happy with. Um, so we designed one, um, you know, we, we started with a microprocessor, uh, we were really focused on you know, our drive systems and, and our fire management's pretty unique um, and really focused on the end result, a, a flavor profile um, that we were looking for. And, you know, that was a that was a really long quest. Uh, you know, the early pits weren't great, uh, but, you know, we made upgrades available to the public, um, you know, all the way through the very end, you know, uh, RYS640, there's 26 versions of that software. We released about seven of them to the public, uh, always free, um, up until the place we got pretty happy with where we were. Um, you know, you fast forward into to 2016 and, uh, you know, it, it kind of leads us into the to the conversation we'll have about fireboard a little bit. We had, from a control system standpoint, we had taken the product as far as we could take it. Hmm. Um, we were out of bandwidth. We wanted to add some features, uh, obviously Wi-Fi, Bluetooth and, and a few things because the industry was at that place. So that was kind of the next dot on the map. Uh, Ted, let's, head over to you here for a second you know whenever you have been on the show i have uh, always tried to ask about new items that are going to be in the pike or might be coming down the pike so tonight we can lead with it as it was rolled out late last week a kind of a, a joint venture between you guys at fireboard and yoder so uh, let's go ahead and, and let me lead with you ted and joe you can jump in after ted's done tell me a little bit about the coming together of fireboard and yoder and, and what it exactly is and what is bringing to the market yeah. Well, yeah, thanks, Greg, first of all, for having us on. This sure. is, it's always exciting and, and fun to do this. We, uh, we love your show. So Thank you. <laughs> um, so, you know, Joe, Joe's it's just been unbelievable throughout this whole project. I mean, they've, they came to us, and I think the original discussion, you know, and, and Joe, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, you know, what I really felt like in the beginning was you had a, a quality brand that was manufactured in the U.S., <laughs> And then you basically marry that up with another, hopefully, you know, we believe it's a quality brand uh, built in the U.S. And I think we're both, in a way, we're kind of, we're targeting the people that really just don't want to buy the, the cheapest thing out there. They're, they're trying to buy something quality. They want good value, but they want something that's really a, a nice product. And I think Yoder and Fireboard both are striving to do the same thing. Um, and so really with, yeah, with that release last week, 
you know, it's obviously it's a new controller and it adds the, the fireboard technology, if you will. Um, I mean, and we've been, gosh, you, you know, Greg, I mean, we've been working on this for, you know, several years now. We're yep. still a relatively new company. Um, but we've, we've had a ton of support from the community. People you know, seem to like what we've created. I mean, it's been a lot of fun doing it. Um, and quite honestly, I mean, the whole project, this was you know, creating a new product um, like this. I mean, it's it's a challenge. I mean, there's there's so yes. much stuff. <laughs> there's so much stuff yes. to do. And it's probably the, the, the world's largest game of whack-a-mole. You know, I mean, it's... Uh, you just keep on whacking away and something else pops up. But you know, if, if you're, if you're, if you're persistent and if you're diligent, then I think you end up with a good product at the end of the day. So yeah, I think it's a, it's a pretty compelling offering what, what they have now. I mean, it's uh, like I mentioned, all the fireboard stack, essentially, you know, essentially the technology that we have and then adding a whole lot more. Um, there's, there's some really cool features in terms of drive programs Um people being able to really control via the app and do all the things they would expect to do. Um, but I think do them very quickly and easily. I mean, our, our thing with fireboard is just make stuff, make stuff work easily for people. They don't have to fiddle around and with a bunch of configuration and stuff like that. So that's really been our goal from this project is make, make it work right out of the box. And I think, I think it does just that. Yeah. You know, and to kind of add a little bit to, you know, what Ted had to say there, you know, we really wanted to marry our product with, with the best technology on the market. And, you know, Ted and his group has done such a great job with that, that, um, you know, we added a, a set of technology and UI that'll, that'll be industry leading. Um, we're really excited about the relationship, a lot of cool features, uh, both in the pit and app and, you know, one of the critical things for everybody involved in the venture is it created a platform to grow on. Um, you know, we were a bit out of bandwidth in our old design. It was a good design. Um, you know, we sold a lot of pits and won a lot of awards and done a lot of great things, but um, we couldn't go any further. So this gives us a great launching pad. Um, it's a great product in the release. Um but really builds a future in, in the possibility of growth and things we can do moving forward. So it's really exciting. Joe, from a customer standpoint, were you getting feedback or requests from your customer base saying, hey, you know, we love the product, we love everything that's doing, but we would like some more tech or, or more interactivity or ability to control? So sure, you, you have two verticals of customers. You, you had customers who, you know, who just didn't care. They were happy with the old design and they were happy to buy a fireboard or, or do something else. And then, you know, you had another vertical of customer that, that wanted all the technology. So, you know, we were certainly getting requests to, to particularly the Wi-Fi Bluetooth to have that capability built in. And we're just, you know, we're not a company that goes part of the way. Um, you know, that just wasn't in our wheelhouse. That's, you know, that's not something we were experts in. So in building a relationship with, with Ted and understanding their capabilities and, you know, helping us design a board and um, the marriage just made sense. You take these two um, premium brands and, and 
you know, piggyback them off each other. And, you know, we really feel like we've created something special. Uh, Ted, uh, is this a, uh, a piece that is uh, able to be retrofitted into other units or is this something that is going to be on a cooker going forward? Yeah, that's, what's really exciting is we've, you know, we, we talked to Joe in the beginning, we kind of talked through the design and we all worked work together on that. And, um, this, this is, this is really neat because you will be able to retrofit this in oh. and we worked pretty hard to be able to do that. So it's, it's exciting that everything out there effectively, the people bought over the years and, you know, they're, they're saying, Hey, look, maybe I'll upgrade the controller and they're going to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we were, we were excited to do that and there's pros and cons, but I mean, honestly, I, I think this really ended up being a really nice way to use the existing hopper design that Yoder had perfected and drop in a new controller. Um, so that's, that's going to be fun. I mean, obviously Ted, it's exciting for fireboard to be associated with a cooker that for the folks that own it and for the, the brand and the, the reputation that it has developed here over the last handful of years. I mean, it's certainly one of the, the top pellet cookers out there in the industry today. For you guys to be attached to that in some way, how does that help Fireboard continue to, to grow within the live fire industry? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, maybe the best story is just, you know, even from the, the announcement, you know, people have emailed and they've chimed in and they've said, hey, you know, First of all, they've said this makes total sense. They get it, and they're excited about the fact that, that Fireboard is uh, paired up with Yoder. And uh, you know, I mean, I'm thankful that, that Joe reached out. Um, as I said, we're we're still a new company, but we're seem to be growing relatively quickly. Um, by the way, I've, I've, my my backdrop here is we're, we're doing more electronics manufacturing now, so that's. <laughs> A little bit of a uh, of a tangent, but it does relate to with with this with this partnership with Yoder because really being able to build more boards and building the product that effectively is going to be integrated into the to the Yoder product. I mean, it really made it important that we were able to manufacture boards quickly and efficiently. Um, but no, the partnership with Yoders is, is really great. We're, we're thankful for the opportunity and we're, we're really looking forward to it. I mean, it's, it's been a lot of work, but it's also been a lot of fun. Uh, Joe, let me ask you a question because, you know, you're adding a, a, <laughs> we, a small zoo going on over there, Joseph. Yeah, um, so yeah, sorry about that. You have a, um, <laughs> you, you have, uh, I guess it's an interesting dichotomy. So Ted's business is based solely on tech. I mean, uh, Joe, you mm-hmm. kind of strike me as a guy. I mean, obviously, a pellet cooker is going to have some kind of uh, tech involved with it or, or machinery. It's not just an offset cooker like you guys had originally started on. So do you think to some degree, while it's nice to be able to offer this kind of an enhancement or upgrade to your customer base, that technology does get in the way of people really learning how to cook and you know, take that away from the backyard warrior at all? They become reliant too much on tech, or is it just the nature of the beast? No, you know, I I don't think so. I mean, you know, here we sat on a on a phone call at near ten o'clock. Um, you know, people are busy, so the ability to to cook and create community and giving them a little more control makes sense. Um, it's not 
you know, the, the purists would say, oh, it's a little bit cheating, but in our busy lives and in the fast things we do, uh, we want people cooking. It's, you know, it's w- what we want to happen. Uh, and if we can cause more people to cook because they have the ability to, you know, check their pit with their phone or their iPad or, you know, on their computer, um, I say it's a, a goal accomplished. Ted, let me ask you a competing question. Uh, because I do think the dichotomy is is pretty interesting. I mean, you're obviously a tech guy, tech business. You're doing technology here for the live fire industry, uh, proof positive with the joint venture here at Yoder. But if from a purchaser standpoint, if you were going out to buy a cooker, would you be inherently looking for a cooker that had more tech on it than didn't have tech on it? <laughs> well, it's you know it's funny. Uh, if, if anybody's listening from our company, they'll be laughing right now because, uh, you know, I, it, it's, I've been so far into tech for so long now and so, so deep. I mean, it, if, if you don't hear from me in the, you know, 10 years from now and it's like, where did Ted go? I'm probably on an Island and I have no <laughs> cell phone service, no technology. <laughs> I've done away with all buttons, but no, I, I love technology, but I, I, I think, um, you know, for me, the, the passion has always been building smart devices, and I love hardware. You know, I mean, I, I love, I love, I've been doing software, but I'm, I guess I'm always intrigued with hardware, and it feels like the marriage of of well designed hardware with well thought out software um, yields really good results. I mean, you've seen that play out with Apple; they've they've been able to build just an amazing company with doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hope in a, in a small way, at least, we're able to kind of do some of the same things. And with, with the low and slow cooking, it makes total sense. You know, as Joe said, people are busy. You know, I've, you know, I've got three young kids, you know, we're out on the weekends, we go to baseball games, you know, I go to Home Depot, I go to run errands, and I want to check real quick to see what's going on. And I think everybody else does too, right? I mean, everybody's zipping around town. They want to be able to see what's happening. And, you know, the, the pellet smoker is the perfect application for that because it's able to control that fire so cleanly and so precisely. Then if you marry that with being able to do that on the phone, I mean, it, it just makes total sense. So, you know, and, and I think it's worth mentioning, I mean, we've, I almost feel like this is the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we have yeah. we have the control systems down. We've got you know, the ability to, you know, people have programs now they can set. But there are so many fun things on the analytics side of looking at the data, thinking about how to improve people's cooking, how to potentially do some automated things. People can go back and analyze some of their data. It's sort of icing on the cake. But, you know, those are all things that we can do. And those updates will be rolled out over the air. Uh, the apps will be updated automatically. So there's there's so many cool things we can do down the road with technology. Uh, Ted Conrad joining me here on the show. Uh, uh-oh. What did I do? I think I did something with Joe's. Uh, Joe, you still there? Oh, he's there, but something happened. Uh-oh. Oh, dear. Can there, you hear there me? You okay. Go, there you go. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, Ted Conrad from Fireboard, fireboard.com, and uh, Joe Phillips joining me here from Yoder Smokers. That's uh, yodersmokers.com. Um, this is, uh, Joe, this is something that's just being rolled out 
from here forward, or is it going on a specific new cooker, and then the controller is also going to be yeah. released out for retrofit? So, you know, we, along with the board upgrade, we made several other upgrades to our existing product line. Um, so we call it the S-Series. Um, the S-Series goes in full production a week from now. Um, and, you know, taking pre-orders, you know, orders and responses have been great. So this will be the new Yoder pellet line moving forward. All right. Uh, so if you're interested, go ahead, hit the website. If you're interested in the Fireboard products, I have a Fireboard and I absolutely love it. Uh, so I'm sure you will, too. Plus, especially if you love multiple inputs, I mean, that is the mother of them all is the Fireboard, no doubt about it. It is uh, Ted Conrad and Joe Phillips joining us here. Guys, really appreciate you uh, mixing in here and giving us a look from both ends and continued success to you both. Yep, thanks for having us. You Thank got you, it. Greg. Appreciate it. You got it. There they are. Ted Conrad and Joe Phillips from Yoder Smoker and Fireboard. Fireboard, longtime sponsor of the show. Jason Morse coming up out of the break. Last time for this. So, because books are flying out, ready to purchase Fast and Furious. This one's been out for, uh, you know, three weeks or so. It's the Grill Seekers book. Grill Seeker basic training for everyday grilling. My pal, Matt Eads. The Grill Seeker book is here to show readers that gourmet grilling doesn't have to just be a weekend activity with Matt's tips and tricks. You can craft amazing meals and create amazing memories for family and friends every night of the week. The memories, the camaraderie that grilling has created for Matt, dating all the way back to his teen years through his time in the Marines, fuel the desire to spread his passion for outdoor cooking. They're also the reason why he started the United by Flame movement on social media with the hashtag United by Flame. Within the book, you will find recipes for the roasted garlic-infused ricotta crostini and grilled grapes, a spin on grilled Nashville hot chicken, grilled peach boats, peach boats, boats, with mascarpone ice cream, just to name a few. And it's out. It's ready to go. Grill Seeker, basic training for everyday grilling. Don't forget, join the United by Flame movement. Head on over to grillseeker.com and at the very top of the site above the logo, Click on the United by Flame link. Check out the page. Don't forget to send in a photo of you cooking in front of your grill or barbecue pit. Matt will share that on his page. You will officially become a member of the United by Flame movement. And don't forget, as you post on Instagram and Twitter, use the hashtag United by Flame, and you will get called out on that page. Former Marine outdoor cooking expert, Matt Eats. And the book Grill Seeker, basic training for everyday grilling, available for sale right now. Head on over to my website for at least 24 more hours. Click on the logo, and that will take you right over to order it or through the show link in the show notes. We are back with Jason Morse. Barbecue Fest. What's that all about? Find out here in a second.
continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Smithfield. You signed up for the Smoke with Smithfield National Barbecue Championship. Better be. Let me get over to the... There we go. Registration is free, by the way, so head on over to smokingwithsmithfield.com for all the details. Also, there's still a few spots left to be part of this year's Smoking with Smithfield Committed Cooks program. So don't delay. Again, the website smokingwithsmithfield.com. That is smokingwithsmithfield.com. All right. Ace Hardware has really gotten into the backyard and grilling sector here over the last few years. If you go to your local Ace, you can certainly see that from specialty products. You've only been able to get online before to replacement parts for some of the best brands in the industry. They have a great selection, all leading up to their biggest cooking and demo weekend of the year. Barbecue Fest is happening this weekend at over 3,300 Ace locations nationwide. So let's hit the Fogo Charcoal Hotline and welcome in first-time guest, the barbecue and grilling expert for the Ace Hardware, Chef Jason Morse. Jason, how are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I am absolutely fabulous, Jason. Appreciate you making time here for the show this evening. So quickly, let's address this, and that is the chef thing. That was a uh, that was a hot button term on the show for a while, and because there were a lot of barbecue folks who started using that specific identifier to describe themselves. Also, there were other folks who would just like sling the term chef around willy nilly. In your opinion. What is the correct way to use the term chef? Well, I'm a professional chef. I'm a certified executive chef. I I work hard to, uh, you know, have this title. And I think uh, if you've ran a professional kitchen or if you've been professionally trained, you you can call yourself a chef. All right, Jason, hold on one second. Do you have the show in another window on the computer? Yes. Should I shut that window? Yes, immediately. If you've... Ran a professional kitchen, or if you've been professionally trained, you uh, you can call yourself a chef. All right, Jason, hold on one second. Do you have the show in another window on the computer? Yeah, should I shut that window? Yes, we are closed. Are you? I can I can still hear it. You want me to close down Skype? Uh, no, just the the the, the audio is coming in from like another window, maybe of uh, of the computer. I got you right now. Okay. Whew. Getting ready to claw my ears off there. Wow. Right. Um, all right. So uh, just to quickly circle back there because we were uh, kind of caught in the echo monster there. Uh, proper right. proper way for using the term chef? You know, I, 
I'm a professional chef. I went to culinary school. I'm classically French trained. Uh, I took certification exams to become a certified executive chef. Uh, I, I think if you've ran a professional kitchen, if you've been trained uh, as a chef, you you can call yourself a chef. I mean, hey, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't get out on Instagram and call myself a doctor because I'm not a doctor. Uh, this is this is what we went to school for. This is my life. This is what I've done ever since I was 14 years old. I've cooked. Uh, I've never had any other job. I've always been a culinarian. I'm a cook. I'm a chef. Uh, and that's, you know, kind of our feeling on it. And I, it's interesting. I was talking to another chef buddy uh, about that the other night uh, as well. And, and, you know, we all kind of feel the same way. We, this is what we do. This is, this is our life. This is our passion. Uh, and we've been trained and done a lot of training to uh, call ourselves a chef. So if I see you on the street, should I call you chef? Or should I only call you chef if we're like working, if we're colleagues in your restaurant or, or wherever and you're the executive? Yeah, you know, that's always funny. I, a lot of my buddies and I, we call ourselves chef because for us, it means a lot to us, you know. And, and I think some people use that term out of respect. Uh, it's awesome when I walk into an Ace Hardware store and they say, hey, chef, mm-hmm. uh, that makes you feel good. It's, it's a very good feeling of, of mutual respect. I don't ever, you know, think... Uh, people owe it to me to call me that. I don't say, don't call me Jason, call me chef. Uh, I'm good with, you know, whatever. Hey dude, even works perfect as well. But, um, it's always a nice sign of respect and it, and it just shows that people, uh, understand who you are and what you do. All right. So let's talk about your background in live fire. I mean, obviously you said you were classically French trained. That seems to be, I mean, Tuffy Stone comes right off the top of my head. Another guy who was a classically trained French chef who has obviously transitioned very well into the world of barbecue. How did you get involved in live fire? Or was it something that you just kind of grew up around? You know, um, uh, my dad always barbecued and grilled. Uh, my grandpa was the grill master of our family. I fell in love with it. Uh, I've done it ever since I was a kid. I was in Boy Scouts. I always naturally gravitated uh, towards the fire, towards the cooking. Uh, and then it was cool because moving into culinary school and and getting into some hotels and country clubs and restaurants that I ran, uh, the last club that I ran, we had a, a, a ginormous uh, barbecue and grilling contingent. And that was great because it allowed loud. Everybody just enjoys life a little bit better when there's barbecue. And it really uh, afforded us an opportunity to connect with our members, uh, to let my team show off what they knew, whether we were doing a Kansas City style or Memphis style or Carolina style or Colorado style barbecue. Um, We loved it. We loved to grill. We loved to be kings of the grill. And we were really fortunate to have a country club that supported that uh, because it allowed us to do that all the time. I mean, every event centered around barbecuing and grilling for us. Uh, and that, I mean, that just feeds and fuels our passion. So where does the relationship or the coming together of Ace Hardware and Chef Jason Morse happen? It was pretty cool. I, uh, I The background, I'm here at my local Ace in Highlands Ranch. Um, I, I snuck in here before they closed tonight to hang out. And this is where it started for me. I, I'm a I'm a big Ace Hardware fan. I always have been because we're our Ace stores are so niche. They're so unique in what they carry, and mm-hmm. it's always way more than a hardware store. So in my shopping here and interacting with Bill, who was in our, our grill department, um, Bill always had cool uh, new chips for me to try or different things for me to try. And I would bring in rubs and sauces that we made at the club for him to try because we both kind of came together as you know customers, and I was looking for something, and Bill – 
you know, had such great advice and guidance for me. And then I was able to uh, become friendly with him. And then one day Bill said, Hey, our, you know, we're making a move for local. And this was about, um, gosh, six and a half, seven years ago, hmm. he said, we're making a move for local products and you should consider it. And then, uh, I brought, you know, five of our rubs that we made at the country club in and met with the owner and the manager and, you know, did my spiel. Hey, I'm a, I have no idea about retail. I'm a chef. I run a country <laughs> club, but these are some of our products we make and I would love to, you know, let you sample them. So boom, that, that's kind of how it started. And, and the owner and the manager are, are, they love to cook and they love food and we all just got to talking. And what was super awesome about the entire thing is we found ways to work together. I, you know, obviously I was a small business. We had just started our 5280 culinary business and Ace Hardware's are all privately owned and franchised small business owners as well. Right. And we found a way to come together and support each other. Uh, as we grew and it was so the timing was perfect because uh, barbecue was was on fire so to speak and and growing and growing and growing and and becoming uh, more everyday versus unobtainium because you know we have the tools and the gear that customers can replicate some of the you know best barbecue uh, things that they're eating so it was nice because we sat down and and talked about how we were going to do things and how we were going to uh, uh, you know teach cooking classes and not only promote our barbecue products that we sold at the time, but how we could also engage the Ace Hardware customers mm -hmm. uh, because that's important to me as well. Yeah, the, my products are only as good as we can promote them, but I think the more that we can um, you know work with our customers and teach them about barbecuing, grilling, cooking. You know, one of the gentlemen earlier said we're getting people cooking uh and that's what we want to do. We want to engage them in the art of cooking and and you know hanging out in the backyard around the grill is is one of the best places to be in my opinion. So that's how we came together and it's been just a beautiful marriage and you know as we worked harder as a team and and throughout the Rocky Mountain region all the stores as we all worked harder and did more cooking demonstrations and classes and consumer events and customer events. Um, it turned into, you know, how can we do this, uh, you know, instead of a few stores regionally, uh, nationally, and now, you know, working with ACE nationally, it's awesome because, you know, I was just in Sturgis, South Dakota for a store opening. I was in, um, Eagle Gypsum. I've already been in Oregon this year. I've been in Chicago. Uh, we've got barbecue fest coming up. So I, I, I love it because I get to travel around and hang out with, you know, retailers that are so passionate about the hardware side, but also the grilling side. You know, what I noticed, uh, you know, Ace had always been just kind of that jingle you had heard on television. And I wasn't really into barbecue back then uh, as much as I am now here over the last, you know, 10, 12 years. But there's a Ace two, three minutes right down the road for me. I don't know if they're participating in the weekends event, but just going in and seeing the uh, array of barbecue and grilling products that they had. And as I had said at the top, I mean, they have Blues Hog barbecue sauce. They have rubs from Rod Gray. These are things that you would have to go onto the internet otherwise and get in order to purchase, or you were like in the subculture looking for these things. I mean, I'm sure I could stand in front of that specialty uh, thing and pull everybody over and go, hey, I guarantee you have no idea what this is, but this stuff is going to change your life and Quit yeah. buying the Casey masterpiece and all, plus all the grills and the accessories and stuff. When did you see a, a trend to Ace really wanting to step into this live fire space and really, you know, not be second fiddle? You know, I, 
definitely not second fiddle. And that's what I love about aces. Everybody's so hardcore engaged in really having the best gear from, uh, Traeger, Weber, big green egg, to having the best gadgets, to having the best consumables from pellets to rockwood charcoal, the jealous devil to big green egg. I mean, they want to have everything so that it's, we naturally are the number one barbecuing and grilling destination. And we know our customers are coming in here looking for that that niche rub or that niche sauce or that hard to find charcoal or hard to find pellet. Uh, and, and a lot of your ACE retailers are going to have that. And that's what makes it so exceptional is they want to know what's out there. ACE wants to know what's um, hot and hip. You know, I had a conversation with Mike at Code 3 Spice and he and I were both kind of talking and we you know, they always say, you know, there's room for everybody here, and there really is. I mean, if if you produce a product that is a top-selling product uh, that is out there in the marketplace, there's room on the shelf because of the Ace retailers want to have in their stores what their customers are looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's great because I'm, I'm sitting here looking around today, and, and I'm noticing things that I know I'm going to add to my arsenal uh, <laughs> in our barbecue trailer, but... Um, it's just great. I mean, they always say more than a hardware store. You can walk in here and not only find cooking tools and supplies and houseware uh, items, but this barbecue department is just massive. Uh, and it's great seeing you know our retailers grow their barbecue sets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger based on the demand. I mean, that is really um, that's a feel good moment. I think for all the retailers and myself, just you know, being involved in it. Chef Jason Morris joining me here on the show, uh, Ace Hardware's barbecue and grilling expert. All right, so let's talk about this coming weekend, Jason. Yeah. Uh, barbecue Fest is happening, and I said over 3,000 Ace locations across the country. So uh, what is the event? What can you expect if you have a participating location around you? If you show up, what can you expect? You know, head over to your local Ace, see if they're participating in it. Barbecue Fest is is such a cool event. I remember, you know, a couple years ago when we were getting it off the ground and, and getting everybody involved in it. And a lot of people asking, why am I doing this? Why should we be involved? Not why should we be involved, but why do we want to be involved and how do we get more involved and what can we do? Um, Barbecue Fest is is everybody's kickoff, really. I mean, I know a lot of states grill year round, but really the the true start, this is, this is Ace Hardware's way of saying, hey, come in and see what we have. It's the store's way of showing off all of their gears and grill and gadgets. We've got a lot of different cooks from KCBS and NBBQA. Uh, I've got 12 different folks out cooking. You're going to see store demos, product demos. Um, You're going to taste food. You're going to get to taste drive grills. Uh, You're going to get to see everything in action. You're going to have all the experts in the store so you can ask questions. You can talk about, you know, the next grill that you need on your back uh, patio. Uh, You can ask about different products and things. It's really a great uh, familiarization tour where you can head to your local Ace and just stand in the grill department and look around and just go, wow, because the amount of stuff that they have at the stores is just fantastic. Then you get to eat. Then you get a little bit of knowledge. Then you get to meet, you know, some of the local pitmasters and, uh, and just have a blast. It's, it's our way of letting everybody know we're, we're your number one destination for barbecuing and grilling. And, you know, more than, um, you know, going to a store, you're coming to your neighbor, and this neighbor supplies some pretty epic barbecue. So if you are a social media maven as well and you are at a participating Ace location, yep. uh, if you're taking Instagram or Twitter photos, hashtag Ace BBQ Fest, and uh, maybe yep. you'll get retweeted or re-Instagrammed or whatever the hell they call it. I'm not sure what the kids say these days. But use Repo- the hashtag repost. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Look at this. 
not only a chef, but a uh, social media maven himself. Look at this guy. I, I have two kids in high school, so. Uh, well, I have uh, almost, yeah. I, have t- I have two kids in high school, too. Uh, you're just a little bit quicker on the uptake than me, I guess. Uh, hashtag yeah. Ace BBQ Fest, if you're going to be uh, shooting some pictures and all that stuff. Uh, Jason, let me ask you about steak. What's your yes, favorite method of cooking steak? You hear a lot about traditional stuff with sear first and then finish low. And you hear a lot on the low and slow now and then doing reverse sear, your sous vide. Yeah. What do you like? You know, honest, um, reverse sear is is just epic. Uh, I enjoy everything about that. Uh, we just did, uh, we're testing a new rub for our business. Uh, we just did some tests last night on prime ribeye cap steaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a reverse sear. Uh, kids, were, kids were stoked. Uh, everybody was happy at our house. Uh, and I had a little bit of leftover for breakfast this morning. That was delicious. But I really enjoy the reverse here, and I like the progression of teaching that to our customers as well. Uh, it's been fun. We do a lot of barbecue classes, and we teach that reverse here because it's so highly in demand. And I, and I think the beauty of it is really being able to enjoy that entire piece of meat at the degree of doneness you wanted. So if you wanted it medium, now literally from the window to the wall, you have a steak that's 100% medium, but we're ba- but we're able to impart some smoke flavor in it. We're able to sear it hot and fast on the backside so you get uh, a beautiful crust on it. And really it's the best of both worlds, uh, all worlds, from the beef side to the smoke uh, to the crust because they get everything in that piece of meat. Uh, and and I found you can do it, you know, we're doing it on tri-tips, we're doing it on New York strips, we're doing it on ribeyes, on cap steaks, we're doing reverse sear on pork as well, um, and just having a blast with it. it it's just fun, um, and, and I think everybody absolutely enjoys that flavor. Where are you going to be this weekend for the barbecue fest? You're floating around a, a multitude of locations? I am here. I have uh, okay. signed a lifelong agreement for every large event we do. I will be here at the place I started. Uh, I love the store. It, uh, I love all my Ace retailers and, and stores. This place is near and dear to my heart. I will be here hanging out in Highlands Ranch. I've got a squad with me. Uh, we are going to do, we have a lot of cool stuff. We're doing uh, Hasselback potatoes with mm-hmm. Colorado Potato Council, nice. uh, topped with some barbecue pork. We are going to do reverse seared ribeyes on the beaver. And the big green egg, um, and then we are going to do uh, a couple other cool little things. But I'll be here hanging out. We're going to get here nice and early and uh, roll smoke early and get set up and then have a blast. I mean, it's such a great day. It, it literally takes me a week to come down from the high <laughs> of Barbecue Fest. It's such a great time. So The, the high of Barbecue Fest in Colorado. I get it. I get it. Uh, I get it. See what you did there. So uh, you can check Chef Jason Morris out at uh, his local Ace if you're going to be around there, or there's going to be a twenty, thirty, two hundred and ninety nine other Ace locations That's across crazy. the country. That's awesome. Hashtag Ace BBQ Fest. If you're going to be taking pictures, share them around and see what's happening. Uh, Jason, really appreciate the time tonight. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Great show. You got it. Thank you. There he is. Chef Jason Morse, 5280 is the uh, company that we didn't talk about uh, because we ran out of time, but we'll do that next time and see what's happening in his rub and uh, sauce business. And there you have it. All right, so uh, let me quickly get through this. Uh, I think I'm all cut up, actually. All right, so that was uh, Chef Jason Morse, the ace Barbecue and grilling expert. All right, we're going to wrap it up. Stick around.
Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you've found the best Triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpey. All right. Welcome back. Thanks again to Chef Jason Morse. And we are getting ready to run right out of here all the way back in the first hour. It was Max Good, AmazingRibs.com. We also had Daniel Vaughn, Texas Monthly's barbecue editor, TMBBQ.com. Talking about his new book available May 7th, so just about a week from now. Second hour, Joe Phillips, Yoder Smokers, and Ted Conrad from Fireboard talking about their joint effort. Again, that new controller that they've made will be able to retrofit in all the previous versions of their cooker, so you have that. And we close it out with Chef Jason Morris, Ace Hardware's barbecue and grilling expert. Big show planned for you next Tuesday. As always, September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Reppy. Good night now! <laughs> <laughs>